Reverses him for the touchdown. Of course, the crowd wants Reed to go for it. Wouldn't be surprised if he did on fourth down and one. So, anyways, with that time, George. Welcome to fourth and one. I'm Todd Palmer, joined by Nick Jacobs. Uh, and uh, look, Chiefs have lost two straight. To me, that's not the the biggest concern after this game. Um, I do want to touch on Andy Reed having to leave the the stadium in an ambulance. That, there, there's some reports that it's dehydration and, and officially the chief said that he was ill and was being treated by doctors. Uh, but obviously, um, I, I know you and I talked about it before the podcast, our, our thoughts, uh, are, are with Andy wishing him the best and wishing that it's nothing serious. Yeah, no, that, that's first and foremost, because as, as you and I both know, given this past year, I mean, there's things that are more important than football and for you hope for Andy Reed, just simply as a human being and just the the person that he is, you hope he's okay and you hope his family's doing okay and you hope everything's okay on that end. So that's that's kind of the bigger grand scheme of it. And you know, we like you said, we've seen the reports out there about dehydration and, and things of that nature, and you, you hope that's the case. So um, yeah, no, you just there are things that are bigger than football sometimes, and so that's something that you're kind of hoping is. Uh, going to be everything's going to be okay with that and he'll be all right yeah and, and look i mean the players said they didn't notice players and coaches both said they didn't notice anything during the game he addressed the team afterwards um and, and then apparently began to, to not feel well at some point after that i know the the chiefs were a little bit uh it, it took them a little bit longer than usual to get players there there's usually like a 15 minute cooling off period after games um it took them a little bit longer before the media staff walked in with Dave Tobe. So, um, you know, but not, not entirely sure of the timing there, but obviously that, you know, that's what was going on there. And, and that'll be uh, top of mind. I think for a lot of guys this week, um, you know, um, you know, want, wanting good things for the coach. Cause um, he's always been a player's coach. He's always been a, a, a coach that, um, you know, he's given a lot of guys opportunities in this league. Um, his coaching tree um, has deep roots. Um, and he's always been a guy that players seem uh, to respect and enjoy playing for. So I, I know that it's going to weigh heavily on those guys' minds uh, during during the next 24 hours or so, at least. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. So like I said, I hope everything's okay. Um, as for the game, um, look, four turnovers. Um, you're not going to win many football games when you're minus four in the turnover department. Uh, you know, I mean, in, in a lot of respects, the Chiefs were, were very fortunate to only be down 14 to three at halftime after turnovers on their first three drives. Big picture, though, Nick, have, have has the start to the season, these first three games, what you've seen from the Chiefs changed uh, what you think this team is capable? Is this still a Super Bowl team? Is this still the the favorite in the AFC? Like, where where are you at with, with the Chiefs after getting to see the, these first three performances? Um, there's, there's a lot of adjustments they're going to have to make, and there may be some roster moves that they really need to make if they're very serious about trying to, get back to Super Bowl and win the AFC West and do things of that nature because part of the problem they got right now is they're still trying to they're still trying to find what works best for the offensive line, how they can weave the run and pass together and their pass protection and their style of run blocking. They're having to work on that part of it and, and figure that out. And then also on top of that, Mahomes is still trying to figure out how to get comfortable with the pocket. Um but where the bigger problem is, and the Chargers did this to them, and the Buccaneers did this to them in the Super Bowl, and the Ravens did this to them, and the Browns did this to a certain extent, 
teams are taking away Hill and Kelsey and daring everybody else to beat them. That's what they're doing. That's been four games in a row now, and that's going to keep happening until the Chiefs prove that they can do that. So that's where the receivers need to come in. Like today, Mahomes went to some other options at times, and, well, they, they fumbled the ball away or they had uh, they didn't make those key catches. There was a couple that Pringle missed. There was a couple that, you know, when Marcus Kemp had his chance, led to one of those turnovers, and, you know, Clyde Edwards-Alaire had the fumble he did. So, I mean, they're trying to get the other guys to be playmakers and to try to bring them along, but they are, they're, they're having issues. And that's, you know, and until the chiefs either make some decisions roster wise, or they, they just keep trying to give them opportunities. I mean, they're going to, I just think the chiefs are going to be stuck in this rut for a while. And, and this offense is going to be out of sync like it is until they get that so the, either those guys step up or they find some people that can't. The bottom line here is that the Chiefs had no business being in either of the last two games. So I know as bleak as it might seem for fans, as, as much as you might hear people talk about how the sky is falling, and this team has issues. This team has issues on both sides of the ball. There, there's some problems on defense. There's some problems on offense. Um, there's some things that they need to get cleaned up. Um but look, when you're minus four in the turnover battle and you get the ball back with two minutes, 17 seconds, and you only need to go 30 or 40 yards to get a field goal to win it, you've got to feel pretty good about, about you know, your team on balance. And, and the, you know, I mean, for, for as poorly as the Chiefs run defense played at Baltimore and for as poorly as the offense played in terms of, in terms of protecting the ball uh, on Sunday against the Chargers, they didn't have any business being in either one of those games. And in both cases, they had a chance to win. And I think part of the problem is, and maybe this is a problem for the Chiefs too, like fans have become so used to the Chiefs being able to go kind of sleepwalk through a quarter or two and then turn it on, let that talent take over and win a football game, right? Maybe the Chiefs need to look in the mirror and say, hey, that's not good enough. Like, I understand that we've done this before and we've been able to fall behind by 12 against Cleveland and win. You know, we've been able to spot teams a 24, nothing lead in the playoffs and win, but it's not working this year. Your margin for error is decreased if you're going to win these football games. And so maybe the, the chiefs need to look in the mirror and, and, and lock in a little bit more in terms of their execution play by play quarter by quarter, because it sure seems like they get, I don't know if it, I don't, I don't think it's a lack of effort, but maybe they get a little lack of days ago and think, Hey, you know, it doesn't matter. We're down 14, nothing. We can come back. Uh, but you, you can't always do that. You can't count on that. You, you, if you just play better and don't put yourself in that position to begin with, then you don't have the miscommunication with Travis Kelsey on a scramble drill that leads to an, you know, kind of a backbreaking interception. I, I think there's, there's a, there's a need for somebody else to step up behind Hill and Kelsey on that offense to get them back in sync to replace somewhat of Sammy Watkins production and, 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 you know, um, maybe some production in some other spots from last year that like they were able to get through scheme or whatever, but like teams have, they've schemed Hill out of the picture and like the chiefs had to spend a concerted effort this week to motion him multiple times and to move him around so that they could get him the ball and, and get him some touches in that game. And there was times like they showed on the high 50 where there's literally four defenders around Hill and Kelsey. So that means everybody else is getting a one-on-one. Like there's literally yeah, everybody else is getting a one-on-one. So you got to win those one-on-ones. And if you don't win them, then, you know, that that's, that's you know, things are going to happen. So, I mean, it, it's just, 
I mean, there, there's some, like you said, I mean, there's some focus issues, especially early on in games and they're, they're just not, they're not clicking on all cylinders and especially on offense. And then the defense, that's a, that's a whole nother mess right now. I mean, Clyde Edwards Hilaire had one of his better games. It was his yeah, third he, he, game. He ran angry. That's the first yeah. time I've seen him run angry and he, he looked decisive. He had good vision. And he, he showed some acceleration that I hadn't seen from him before. So whatever he has to do to keep running angry, angry like that, he can be a playmaker for this team, especially when it's a north-south run and they're not stretching it out. Because he showed today, you don't stretch him out. you got to let him hit that hole quickly and attack between the tackles. Yeah, 17 carries, 100 yards, 5.9 per carry average. The Chiefs actually um, average more yards per pass today or sorry, per run today than they did per pass today because Mahomes only completed 27 of 44 for 260, but they ran for 186 yards on 30 carries. So a little bit of a difference, you know, and look, I mean, I think, like you said, teams are going to dare you to beat them with anybody else. Today, it wasn't quite enough with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire because of all the turnovers, but make no mistake, the Chiefs were averaging 6.6 yards per play during those first three drives, the Chargers were offering virtually no resistance. They they faced one third down those first three drives. If it isn't for a, a no-look pass, it's a little bit behind Marcus Kemp, and he bats it up into the air for an interception, and then the fumbles by Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Tyree Kill. I don't think we're talking about a Chiefs loss today because uh, I don't think the Chiefs were in a position where Patrick Mahomes has to throw that ball up late. I think they're in a position where they've got to get a first down or two and run out the clock, and this one's over. Um, so the, the self-inflicted wounds are, are a problem. I do want to ask though, there's a lot of talk about has the rest of the league caught up to the chiefs. Um, and, and you kind of address the idea of they've kind of figured out, you know, ways to try to scheme Hill and Kelsey out of the game, but has, is the rest of the league starting to figure out how to better defend Patrick Mahomes on those second reaction plays on those plays when he gets outside the pocket, extends the play and he works a little bit, you know, um, freelancing with, with Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, whoever it may be. Cause we've seen a couple times now where, um, you know, those kind of wow moments that you just have come to expect over the first few years, uh, of his career from Patrick Mahomes have turned into, you know, interceptions, one against the Ravens and then, and then the one, um, you know, late in the fourth quarter under two minutes today where he floated a ball up and Travis Kelsey kind of cut back inside when he wasn't expecting him to. And it ended up being an easy interception that set up the game winning touchdown. Um, twofold. I'll say on that first is that I think with uh, I'll go with the league part first. The way that they're rushing now is they're delay. They're trying to delay somebody. So either that person will chip Kelsey or chip Hill or, you know, uh, kind of help create a double early on or disrupt the timing. And then that person's kind of like a spy to a certain extent. And then today the Chargers got a little creative and they started doing some. They started doing some design alterations to the rush lane to try to attack. I won't. I'll show it on Coach's film Tuesday. Uh, it'll be easier that way on 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 Twitter. But there were certain ways that they were they were looping and that they were attacking some of the lanes that would make Patrick uncomfortable so that he didn't feel like he could step up in the pocket. And there was a lot of times where he got flushed out to his left. And when you see Patrick drift from the pocket and try to take off scrambling, that's that's not what I think the Chiefs want this year. So whenever that's happening, that's it, 
partially dependent on the rush. Part of it could be on him, but also the teams are doing a good job of making him feel a certain type of pressure to where he kind of falls back into the habit of what he's always done to make a play in the past. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, not having Hill and Kelsey on a regular basis to get open, to be open to throw to, and then also not being able to make some of those wild plays that he's made in the past, those would cause some problems. Now, the other thing I do want to say, and I, I posted it on Twitter, but if you noticed when he landed on the football there before the Clyde Edwards Hilaire touchdown, that next drive, they ran it like crazy. And I, I kept keeping tabs on it then. Like they ran it down the field and they didn't really try to push it to a certain extent pass-wise. And then later when that ball drifted, part of that I it could be air. But then also I kind of wonder if like maybe he got a little – could it be like a pulled muscle, maybe a bruise or something from getting slammed down with that kind of force on a football. That's never, you know, I would have at minimum gotten a bruise from that, having a football land on the ground and getting slammed the way that the defensive uh, uh, defensive lineman did to Patrick. So, I, I mean. He addressed that after the game and said that it definitely knocked the wind out of him, but he did not report, um, you know, he, he did not uh, – acknowledge any injuries beyond just getting the wind knocked out of him pretty good on that play at least after the game no nor nor should he you don't give the next opponent any opportunity to say anything different so you know that's but i i don't think he kind of to me it didn't look like he threw the same way when he was trying to push it down the field it looked a little bit more accurate inaccurate or drifted and there's and like i said it could be the wind too and i i could be reading that inaccurately but i just i felt like he was a different quarterback after that play. Yeah, I mean, bottom line is the the, the Chiefs made enough mistakes to get blown out of that game. And, and so to their credit, um, you know, they were in it. They had a chance to win it. And, and to me, that's what I take away from these first three games is that the Chiefs are not executing at a very high level and their margin for error is diminished because they're not getting enough contributions from the, the most highly paid guy on the defensive side, Frank Clark was out for a second straight game. Um, you know, they're not getting much of a pass rush. They, they got it going a little bit in the second half, um, you know, and that allowed them to come back and take their first lead. But, you know, I mean, the guys that are getting paid the, the big money to make plays aren't making plays, um, you know, I mean, and they've, uh, you know, like I said, I mean, it's at all levels. I mean, they're struggling to, to get pressure on the quarterback defensively. They're struggling to cover, backs and receivers um, they look uh, with at the linebacker level, you know, and, and, you know, we've seen Daniel Sorensen, Legarius Sneed had a couple of plays where he got, uh, where he got beat today. Mike Hughes got completely turned around on a, on the first of the two Mike Williams touchdowns. They've got problems or issues that are cropping up regularly at all levels uh, of the secondary. I mean, look, the chargers, anytime they wanted to try to isolate a running back on, on the linebacker, they had a big play there for the taking. Um, and yeah, I mean, other teams are going to see that. I mean, I think you're going to see that incorporated with miles Sanders in Philadelphia next week. Um, you know, I mean, you're going to see the chiefs are going to have to figure out a way to better defend, uh, tight ends and running backs. If, you know, if they don't want to keep getting gashed with those kind of plays. I mean, looking at it from a defensive perspective now, the, the grander problems in this and part of their issues on defense is I, I personally still truly believe that they've got to decide. I, I don't think they're going to do it right now, but I, I feel like they got to decide is Chris Jones 
a three tech that we can have to be disruptive and reliably get upfield on a regular basis and get more opportunities to create pressure up the middle, which I feel like they need a lot more right now. Or do they want to leave him at end on one side to where teams can kind of roll out from him, bootleg, you know, try to eliminate a lot of the ability for him to pressure. So, but, but they don't have, they don't have a lot of significant athletes or guys that can play a defensive end right now because, you know, Mike Dan is a limited athlete at defensive end. Okafor is not good against the run, but he's also not he's a middle of the road pass rusher at best. And Kando is still figuring things out overall. So, I mean, they just, they don't really have another reliable defensive end opposite of Chris Jones right now that can take over that. So he could move back in and then you got to decide Jaron Reed, they really needed to make some contributions. So him and Chris Jones could kind of work together and they needed Wharton to kind of step up to a certain extent. So what, what I saw in training camp from them hasn't translated into the regular season. So unfortunately there's, there's just a lack of dominant athletic ability along that defensive line that can help the chiefs really make a difference in a front four that they really need to be strong pass rushing wise to kind of help out the coverages and to help out the linebackers and to really kind of control that line of scrimmage. That's, somewhat of a problem for him. They started out strong early on, but they kind of faded as time went on. And like you're talking about the linebacker, I mean, when you're looking at long-term and short-term, I mean, when you're looking at short-term, I mean, Hitchens is probably going to stay at middle backer because he knows the defense. You know, you're kind of hoping Willie Gay can come back and kind of give you that spark to get Neiman off the, off the field so that they don't isolate him all the time. And then Bolton's going to essentially, like, you know, I've talked about before, he's going to play out of position at that will backer spot, but like in an ideal world, you kind of, when you're looking at this long term, I mean, in a short term aspect of it, you'd want gay to be strong side Bolton to kind of be the middle linebacker. And then you'd probably potentially kind of want Sorensen to kind of be your weak side linebacker to take advantage of his strengths as a run defender. And also the ability to cover better than Neiman could from a linebacker perspective. So, I mean, that's kind of, if you were entertaining it, then you put Thornhill back on the field, but Again, that makes you a little weak at safety. So, and then Mike Hughes, like, I mean, Mike Hughes struggled, struggled to cover in training camp, and it it right. really, really showed today against the Chargers, and I'm not surprised. I wasn't surprised to see that. DeAndre Baker hasn't really had a lot of opportunity in regular season games, so I knew he'd be rusty today. So all those combined created, a, unfortunately, created a lot of issues. And, like, I, I just don't. I, I wish the Chiefs defensive coaching staff the best on trying to fix all that because there's there's only a certain amount you're going to be able to fix that, you know, doesn't involve being more athletic on that side of the ball and faster. Yeah, and get used to seeing DeAndre Baker because uh, Charvarius Ward, it sounds like – I wouldn't be surprised if he heads to IR this week um, with that quad injury um, and he's out longer term. Um, you know, may, maybe I'll be wrong, but, but you know, those – you know, th those major muscles, um, you know, tend to take some time to heal. I mean, it's just the way it is. Um, and so they might have to be without Traverius Ward for a while. So they're going to need DeAndre Baker to step up. They're going to need Mike Hughes to play better than he did today uh, if they want to get help there. But again, it can be complimentary. If they can figure out how to rush the passer a little bit better and take some pressure off those guys, it makes their lives easier. So I, I think they still need help at all levels. It, I do want to ask, since we're talking about DeAndre Baker, um, the fourth and nine call. First, what'd you think of Brendan Staley and, you know, the guts? I mean, it's fourth and four. He had decided to go for the game-tying field goal instead of going for it in a similar situation when it was actually closer 
uh, to the Chiefs end zone, the drive before on, I think, a fourth and four or fourth and three. But then, you know, with the game on the line after the interception, instead of going for the, the field goal, he decides to go for it on fourth and nine. Even after the illegal shift makes it, you know, make, takes it from fourth and four to fourth and nine, he still goes for it. Um, so, first of all, your thoughts on Brendan Staley? Is that just what the Chiefs are going to expect game in and game out? We saw the Raiders gamble on a fourth down and it paid off. Now we see the Chargers one week later gamble even more on a fourth down and it paid I mean, off again. Oh, you mean the Ravens? So yeah, yeah, the Ravens last week when Jim Harbaugh. So, somebody's been watching their red zone in the corner. Um, <laughs> um, but no, it, 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 I think a lot of teams are going to go for it on fourth down. They're going to be like, "What do we got to lose, anyways?" So I just I think teams are gonna, I think teams are going to be like with the way the Chiefs' defense is. I think they're all going to like their chances better of just going forward on fourth downs. And again, that's another thing that a lot of the teams are going to think is going to be the answer to stopping Patrick Mahomes is keeping him off the field and just, just taking advantage of that chief's defense. So that's another thing that each team is going to continue to do along with the unbalanced lines that the Ravens started. And I bet when I see coaches film, there's going to be a couple of times in short yardage situation, the chargers did it as well. So it's just the, the things the league has learned about, about the chiefs right now and they're using is don't don't let hill and kelsey get free reign one-on-one that's number one force the other guys to beat you make mahomes uncomfortable and flushing him out of the pocket take away the second chance uh opportunities for him so put him under duress and then defensively they just they just gotta run run it down their throats isolate the linebackers and uh and they're in good shape because like the, the only way the chiefs are genuinely getting pressure right now is if they bring somebody on a blitz, whether it's a delayed blitz an overload blitz or, or that type of thing, that's what they're having to do. That creates a lot of voids and coverage. So then teams, the chargers took advantage of that a handful of times today. So it's, it's just, there's, there's problems on this roster at the end of the day. Cause I mean, when you, when you look at it, the people that you can count on on this Chiefs roster right now is Tyreek Hill, it's Patrick Mahomes, it's Travis Kelsey, Tyron Matthew to a certain extent, Legarius Sneed to a certain extent, and the Chiefs for most of the Chiefs' offensive line right now. Like th- those are the guys that have consistently and routinely been able to be there. Chris Jones, I would put in that ballpark, but like right now, he's just kind of been inconsistent as a rusher while he's still trying to learn the defensive end spot. So there's, there's just a lot of guys right now that aren't performing up to the level that I think people expected and people wanted to see. So it's, uh, it's been unfortunate so far. Yeah. I still think that they can, can get it fixed. Did you, uh, back to the fourth and nine play. I didn't see a lot there. I saw Jalen. No, there, there wasn't, it was a, I saw Jalen Guyton initiate contact. He's the one who ran into Baker that, if I'm the Chiefs, that that's a tough one for me to swallow when the game's on the line. That's a that to me, that's one where and I would be saying this if it was Tyreek Hill. I mean, I would be like, oh, the Chiefs got lucky. That shouldn't have been a flag. Yeah. That with the game, I mean that ultimately that kind of decides the game. Obviously, it doesn't come down to that. You know, if they don't turn it over four times, it's a different ball right. game. You know, things like that. But in that moment, the refs kind of inserted themselves into the game um, and, and in a way that I didn't think was necessary. I didn't think that uh, DeAndre Baker had done anything. I mean, Jalen Guyton didn't get any separation. Like, he didn't even try to. He tried to initiate contact, and they rewarded him for running a terrible route. And 
And it's, it's, that would be frustrating if I was a Chiefs player watching that on film tomorrow. Yeah, no, I mean, it's going to be frustrating. But like you said, you're going to have to keep going back to the talking point that there were plenty of opportunities. There were four turnovers that could have kept you from being in position like that. But that's also like what you talked about and touched on earlier. Like you do, you need as many margins as, you know, the margin for error is it's just not, not there right now. And it, it may not be there this year. So like you got to be on point every single play and it's they're just going to have to they're going to have to figure it out uh, all across the board a lot quicker than when they did today in terms of in terms of what happened but also uh, something I've kind of thought about is that was the first time they didn't able to see the charger scheme so I, I don't think it's going to be the same thing the second go around when they play them uh, on Thursday night I think somewhere around November December range I think in December so it'll be interesting then. But the guy I do want to talk about, though, um, you and I talked about on the podcast during the summer, but Justin Herbert, I mean, like that dude, him and Mahomes, man, like the, those are going to be some really good battles coming down the road here, regardless of turnovers, because that guy, that guy's a really good quarterback. As long as the Chargers uh, offensive coaching staff doesn't get in his way like that, that guy could, uh, that, that guy could, that guy's could go down as one of the better quarterbacks in the league for quite some time down the road here. Yeah. Four touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, he's got great, tremendous poise in the pocket. And, and he, look, I thought he got greedy a couple times. Um, you know, the, his eyes lit up and he, he kind of underthrew a ball into the end zone and Daniel Sorensen made a nice play getting back and kind of, you had a nice screenshot of, of Sorensen kind of putting a hand in Keenan Allen's face and, and helping break up that pass. There are a couple of times he got a little greedy. There, there are some opportunities, a lot of games with him. He throws a ball. He, you know, his ball placement's kind of high. I think there's, you, you, if you're a defender, you got to keep your head up because there's some tip drill opportunities that, that, that exist when you're playing him. But, but man, he's impressive. Um, you know, not a dominant guy yet, but you got to remember, uh, you know, you know, Patrick Mahomes had the luxury of sitting behind Alex Smith for a year. So we didn't see as many of the growing pains we might have from Patrick Mahomes that 2017 season. We got to see them last year, um, you know, from Justin Herbert, who was kind of, if you remember, thrown into the fire, um, you know, before he was expected to be when Tyrod Taylor got his lung punctured before that Chiefs game. I, I, I mean, um, I, I, I'm, I'm excited about the prospect of more Mahomes-Herbert matchups. Um, I'm also, you know, kind of worried as a Chiefs fan because he's going to pick off a couple AFC West titles in there, I think. Yeah, you probably will. And um, look, let's be let's be real right now. The Las Vegas Raiders are three and zero. The Broncos are three and zero. Chargers are two and one. Chiefs are one and two. Chiefs got to get a lot of things fixed here soon if they want to kind of get be able to play at the expectation level they've created for themselves over the past two to three years. Because right now they're they're looking up at uh, two games back between the between the Raiders and the, and the Broncos right now, we're both a perfect three and oh. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's not, if you would have said going into the year that that was going to be the situation after three games, I think a lot of people would have been surprised that that would be how the AFC West would look right now from a record perspective. So it's unfortunate, but um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what the chiefs, uh, what the chiefs do this week and how they try to right this wrong when they go to Philly. Yeah, the Raiders are are impressive. I mean, they've played some tough opponents. I, I still the Broncos have a very good defense, but but um, 
strength of schedule so far, um, you know, three knows three no, but, but, you know, let, let's see what they do when they get into a, a little bit more of the meaty part of their schedule. But I mean, look, the chargers did what they needed to. They came on the road early in the season. They served notice to the chiefs. Uh, you know, they got an important division win in hand. Uh, you know, and I, I think like you mentioned, the chiefs are going to have a tough time. I, I think they got to go on four days rest to play, um, you know, that game at Los Angeles down the road. And it, mm-hmm. you know, that could be a key game if they want to, um, play another time uh, in SoFi Stadium this year, which is where you know Super Bowl Fifty Six is going to be. Yeah, and not only that, they're going to be playing the Broncos and Raiders at home before they go do that. So that'll be uh, it'll be an interesting part of the schedule. And in a couple of weeks, man, they got the Bills, and the Bills were uh, the Bills were rolling today against Washington. And you know, so I mean, the Chiefs' schedule doesn't get any doesn't get any easier here through these first nine. So the Chiefs got to they get some there's a lot that they need to fix long term and that's the thing is like I'm not I'm not necessarily panicking per se but I just see what's going to have to be fixed and what they may have to address roster wise if they want to be able to create a bigger margin to where if they have some of those lapses it doesn't cost them games like it has the past two weeks yeah I still I mean if they can cut down on the turnovers, I still see this as a team capable of going on, ripping off a nice win streak, and and we get to some time in November and look back and kind of laugh. Hey, you remember when everybody was freaking out because the Chiefs were under 500 for the first time with Patrick Mahomes as the starting quarterback? And it's like, yeah, I mean, you know, who overreacts to three games in the NFL? Every NFL fan ever, right? Um, but, I mean... the. I think Patrick Mahomes, you give him the benefit of the doubt that, that he's going to continue to make plays for you. Um, and he's going to continue to put you in position to win the football game. But this team has to prove that they can do it at some point. Like, like, you know, I mean, you can make excuse say, well, you know, I mean, you know, um, you know, if it's not for the turnover, like, like you, you know, at some point they have to eliminate the excuses. Like they have to fix the problems. And until they do that, um, you know, I mean, the fans have a right to be, to be nervous about it. Um, you know, but yeah, I, I agree. I'm not ready to hit the panic button. I still think that this on balance is a playoff team. I, I still think that any team with Patrick Mahomes has to be considered, you know, a team capable of making the playoffs, um, you know, in the division or in, in the conference, but, um, they've got, you know, they got a lot to clean up and I, and, and I, I think every, I think it's everybody, but I will say this. Um, you know, I mean, I think that the guys are aware one, that it's early two that it looks bleak three, that they can fix things. Um, and four that it's on them in the room. Nobody else is going to do it. You know, like, I mean, it's possible they'll go out and find Brett Veach go over and find somebody to add to the roster. But for the most part, it's going to be those guys in that room that have to get it done. You know, nobody else is going to be able to do it for them. And I think they're aware of that. And I think they're going to keep working at it. Um, and, and, you know, but I mean, look, I will say this, you know, the Philadelphia Eagles are, are you know, are, are a rebuilding team, right? I mean, it, if, if the chiefs go in and spit the bit and lose another one at the Eagles, I think, I think panic mode would be appropriate. Oh, there'd be a lot of, there's already people nervous now. So, I mean, yeah, you have three losses in a row like that, that, uh, yeah, that's, that's going to create some bigger problems. Cause I don't even hold on. I'm checking here real quick. Yeah. 
during the Mahomes era, they've never lost three in a row. So, like, this is kind of that that would be uncharted territory for Patrick Mahomes and a lot of Chiefs fans. So, it's look, I mean, there's there's been a lot of success that this team's had over uh, over the past four, uh, the past three, three and a half. It'll be three years technically, and almost four now. The under the Mahomes era, and like this is, it's just. I think it's kind of gotten to a point where like teams are forcing it to where, I mean, Patrick, Patrick can't carry everything all the time. Like, you know, he just can't carry every single, he just can't erase every single issue that this roster has. That's just the reality of it. And, and the flip side is, I think you and I have tried to be optimistic about it, but the flip side is, look, they're one dropped punt snap away from maybe being zero and three. Right. Yeah, so right. already, so, I mean, yeah, I get, I get the angst, uh, you know, but I, I kind of, I, I feel like the team has a track record, three straight AFC championship games, two straight Super Bowls. I feel like that's enough of a track record that the optimism is justified, but I also get that. Look, I mean, you know, this team just, they've got to understand, or they've got to figure out that everything they do is magnified. And I, and they've talked about that the last couple of years, but when you look at how easy some things came for them last year during the regular season, you know, I think, you know, yeah, they're they like, Oh, you know, we know we're getting everybody's best shot, you know, but after the Raiders gave them their best shot, they really knuckled up and just started, you know, and started winning football games. Like they rattled off a long stretch of football of wins until the, you know, the season finale, you were kind of hoping to see that after the Raiders game, right? Like, Oh, the Chiefs will figure it out. They'll come out and they'll really put it on the, the Chargers and serve notice today. Instead, they came out and were even more air prone uh, and, and even, you know, even more shook up in that first quarter. Um, and so um, it'll be interesting. I mean, you hope that they go out and they take care of business against the Eagles. And if they do, um, you got a big matchup with the Bills and then maybe all will be right in Chiefs kingdom again. But until the Chiefs show it, um, you know, I mean, those questions are going to persist. They're going to get asked about why they've given up 12 touchdowns and 13 red zone appearances and what they can do to fix it. You know, they're going to be asked whether anybody else besides Travis Hill and, and Tyreek Hill can step up or sorry, Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey can step up in this offense. Those questions aren't going away until they show that somebody that they can, that they have answers. Yeah, no, I, I don't have anything else to say. I mean, that's the, the, anything you want to rant about. Um, no, I, I, I'm, I'm good at this point. We'll, uh, you caught, me, you caught me, you caught me a couple hours later, like <laughs> when real world took over. So had you caught me around for the game, that might've been a different ball game. Right. But I mean, look, I, I mean, it's this road's going to go one of two ways. Either it's going to go let the chiefs get back on track in terms of what fans expectations are and they're able to put it together. And some of the guys on offense are able to step up the pass rush improves, the defensive line improves and they and they start being a little bit more attacking style and aggressive or the issues on the roster continue to get magnified and magnified. And then fans start asking questions about the roster situation. And if, if some of the moves that have been made, if those are, if those are unfortunately starting to erode what they had in terms of the margin for error, but also the distance between them and a lot of other teams in the AFC. Yeah. Yeah. And, and look, three of the next four are on the road. So this team's going to, 
we're going to find out what this team is made of because after the Eagles and then you get a home game against the Buffalo Bills on Sunday night football. But, but after that, you're back on the road. Um, against Washington and Tennessee. Yeah, against the Washington football team and the Tennessee Titans. I thought Washington, you know, and maybe they still will be a, a very good team, but defensively they're, <laughs> you know, they're going through their own issues there right now. Um, but, but still three of the next four on the road, I, I you got to figure the chiefs need to win at least three of those four and, you know, be sitting there at four and three, um, you know, heading into November to feel good about, about where they're at. I mean, obviously four and oh would be, you know, preferred, but um, you know, I mean, I, can the chiefs do that? It is, you know, do you expect them to be at least four and three coming out of that stretch in the next month? I'm going to be honest on, I don't know what to expect from them right now. <laughs> I don't. Like, I mean, last week when you're watching the Ravens game, you're like, okay, okay, that's fine. They've been in this road before. They know how to adjust adversity. They know how to will out a win there at the end and kind of get it done. And, I mean, whenever Mahomes threw that interception, when they had a chance to really kind of put significant distance between them and the Ravens, they didn't do it. And then whenever that fumble happened there at the end where you're still like, eh, they've been here before, they'll – They'll they'll figure out a way to win it there at the end, but and it didn't happen. I think that I think that kind of I think that kind of rattled them. I think it rattled the fan base, and it's you know it, it's right now it's it's it feels at certain times it feels a little bit like it did in in 2018, and then also 2019 with that defense. You just don't know what you're going to get from that defense right now. You don't know when they're going to get their stop. You don't know how long it's going to take for the offense to be in sync and to start clicking. So. It's it's a whole bunch of things right now that they're still they get it they gotta get it figured out if they wanna if they wanna get to where they wanna go. I will say this. Um were you at least encouraged by the run defense? Um, you know, they only gave up 77 yards rushing, under four yards of carry. Um, you know, I mean, like it was progress, different running attacks than they had seen the first two weeks, but still it it, it seemed like progress. Yeah, if you want to go uh, glass half full, then sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, with that, um, I think we'll wrap this thing up, and we'll uh, we'll make plans to to chat about the Eagles later in the week, and and uh, be sure to follow Nick on Twitter at Jacob seventy one because I'm sure I'll have some nice breakdowns of the All twenty two once that's available and some of the things that went wrong today. Todd, I don't have any. I don't have any more positive things to say. I've just relived the game in my mind throughout this podcast, so I am. Uh, I'm not. I'm not Wendy's sad, but I mean, you know. I was I'm, gonna say, should Northland Wendy's be terrified right now? No, no, they should. They should not be. It'll be fine. Uh, the Wendy's. I'm not talking about my sadness in terms of the Chiefs. Yeah, I, I am a little sad though that you know, no victory stake tonight. So. Oh, I'm still eating the steak because it's going to expire here in a couple of days, but it's not, won't be victory. It was. Yeah. But instead of having like, you know, a one or something, it will just be soaked in your tears. I don't put steak sauce <laughs> on a steak, man. Stop trying oh. to start this terrible rumor about Do me. You to put, people. Okay. But will you brine it in your tears tonight? No, I don't, <laughs> I'm not going to have any tears. Okay. Just, I'm, I'm, I'm sad on the inside. I don't show it. Mm. Well, I don't talk. I don't talk a lot of people during that time. All right. Well, enjoy a couple days off. And uh, for the rest of you, take care, kids.